Hey everyone, spoilers for Only God Forgives begin when the review begins, so be aware of that. Uh, go check out the movie and then come back and listen to our review if you're so inclined. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Tim. I'm Gojo. I'm Lance. And I'm Nick. Yes, today we're going to talk about what we've been watching. We're going to do a little bit of a roundup of Comic-Con 2013 news. We're going to review Nicholas Winding Refn's Only God Forgives, and then uh, we'll see what happens after that. But, welcome back, Lance. Hey, how are you? And we're good. <laughs> we're good. Uh, I speak for everybody. We are fantastic. Yes. Um, good to have you back after many months at sea. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Good to be back. Um... So, uh, never mind. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so, what have we been watching? Tim, how's Heart of Dixie? Good. I'm on episode six. Yeah? She saw she saw, uh, she saw what she thought was a ghost last night. Because oh. there was a, legi- a legend of, of a ghost in the, in the backwoods of Alabama. <laughs> but it turns out it was just a man hiding from his family because he didn't want to see his son. Which makes so <laughs> No, it, seriously. It, the, the episode plays out and makes about as much sense as what I just said. So <laughs> I'm not going to go any further into that. Um, it's, it's still delightful. Okay. Six episodes in, I'm still in. I'm still in. All right. We're also going to talk about Newsroom next week, probably. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk okay, about Newsroom. Good. Anything else you've been watching? I watched the Evil Dead remake remake last night. Yeah. Um, Was that your first viewing? Yes, I hadn't okay. seen it yet. I I liked it. Um, probably at the bottom of my Evil Dead movie love. Okay. Probably ranked. I ranked Drag Me to Hell as an Evil Dead movie too, so below that as well. There's a little bit too much fan service for me at times. It got a little. But it was gory and fun. I wish it was a little more fun, but yeah, it was all right. I liked it. Okay. Cool. Go, Joe. More cheers? Yeah, more cheers. And actually, that's about it. Um, I did skip ahead to season three, end of season three, season four. Um, I watched the transition between those two, and it was pretty hilarious. Um, that's when Frasier and Diane were going to get married, and then they... Diane just ended up leaving and having a wild, indulgent few months and then started working at a convent. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Frazier just lost his shit and started working as a janitor at Cheers. Um, and uh, and Coach died, which, that was a bummer, because Coach was great. For those of you not familiar with the show, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, boom, boom. Uh, coach was uh, Ted Danson's pitching coach. Who got hit in the head with too many baseballs? So he was just a total idiot, but he was just charming as hell. Uh, he got replaced by Woody Harrelson, who was this kind of naive country boy. Um, just didn't work as well. Did not work as well. No. Um, that's Maybe really we'll all grow I have into to say. it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There's Maybe. like six or seven more seasons, so it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got time. He's got time. All right, Lance. What you been watching? Have you been watching anything lately? I, I haven't seen much since I've been back. I've just okay. been uh, accumulating just over the past seven months that I've been gone. Um, but yeah, I got everything ready. I got bought a new tablet, so I'm loading that shit up. Okay. And um, I saw on the plane ride back to Michigan, I saw Trance. Dan, okay. Danny Boyle's yep. Trance. And I enjoyed it very much. And I looked in, I'm a big Entertainment Weekly fan, and I looked at Entertainment Weekly, and I gave it a D-plus review, and I'm like... Hmm. I'm like the D must be for like Danny Boyle because like <laughs> it's uh, it's a really good film. Any Danny Boyle film is good, but yeah, um, 
I couldn't believe they said that. They said it was too confusing, which I, I give it. I give it. It's a little bit confusing, but you just go with it. You go for the ride because that's what a Danny film, Danny Boyle film is all yeah. about. Yeah. So it had real cool style, really good actors: Vincent Cassell, James McAvoy, Rosario Dawson. Pretty good film. I enjoyed it. I have a, did you bring that movie with you, or did they show that on the airplane? They showed it on the airplane. They showed that on the airplane? Yeah. No, they'll, sh- they'll show anything on an airplane. Yeah. I haven't been on an airplane in a while, I guess. Yeah. Normally I get stuck with like a Sandler movie. No. And it's just like, like a yeah, TBS no, version of a Sandler good, movie. They had some good albums, too. Like, this was Delta Airlines. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and, it, and it, it, it's a, it's an international flight, so yeah. they load it up. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay, totally. that's... Okay. Yeah, yeah. I saw Paranorman on my way to the cruise ship. Loved that movie. And then saw Trance on the way back. Alright, Nick What you been watching? Uh, Not too much I started season 6 of Mad Men I'm not sure if I talked about that last week or not But uh, I think I'm on episode 4 Or something It's very good I mean season 5 was was standout For how good it was But 6 so far has been very strong Okay Uh, I watched I started a rewatch of Parks and Rec um, just, I don't know why. Just watched like, a couple episodes and laughed. Because he wanted more Chris Pratt. It's true. <laughs> That's why. I'm going to talk a lot about <laughs> Chris Pratt later when we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. I actually watched the episode of uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That's the Guardians of the Galaxy-centric one. Um, but yeah, not, not, uh, not too much other than that. I haven't really... I'm feeling the need pretty soon to sit down and just watch a couple actual movies. All I've been doing is watching TV. Yeah. And, uh, which is great. It's, TV's getting so cinematic these days anyway, but, uh, and it's only going to get more intense because we've got Breaking Bad coming up pretty soon. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. But, uh, you know, I'm going to, I've got to kind of a, start a little pile of some, some movies I'm meaning to get through, and, uh, you know, I'll have some more movies soon to talk about. Okay. Um, I started my Breaking Bad rewatch, uh, made me realize how much that show has changed in five years. Like, whoa. Isn't it great when shows actually change? Like, it's it's a totally different show now. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's it's beautiful. The character transformations are just fantastic. Yeah. Like, I, when I sat down and watched, like, two of my favorite characters now are Hank and Jesse. Hank and Jesse. And, okay. and watching the, the first season, I'm just like, wow, they really suck. Uh-huh. When you first meet them, they both are just like yeah. total douchebags in completely different ways, and it's it's amazing. It's really good, but um, yeah, I'll probably talk about it more as I go on. I'm only a few episodes in, and I'm really kind of gearing up for the new season, and also hopefully making an appearance on a Breaking Bad podcast that may or may not happen in the future that some people may listen to since they listen to us from the cast of Kings, but... Uh, yeah, so that's fun. Um, I saw Monsters University, which I thought was quite good. It's been a long time since I've seen Monsters, Inc., so I don't know if I would necessarily say that it was better. You know what? I'm going to say it was better for a few different reasons, and maybe I would change my mind if I watched Monsters, Inc., but I feel like there were a few really, really, really good messages in this Pixar movie, which Pixar movies are usually not short on that. But, and kids' movies in general try to not be that short. But I feel like there was a good mix of, like, three different messages that all were very cohesive and told very well throughout the story that that just kind of... All of it together was really, really well made. And, um... 
like Nick said uh, yesterday, you kind of sit through it, you're like, I don't really know how much I care to revisit this world or see it again, but then as the movie goes on, you're like, wow, they're really making this work. Like, it actually, they, they kind of had a reason to come back, and, and there are things that they could do, and, and it, it was it was quite a bit of fun. I, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I think it was very well made. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, so, you know. Um, yeah, I watched the trailer when, when, after I heard that you watched it, I watched the trailer, and I was actually pretty impressed by it. Yeah. Like, a lot of creativity in there. Yeah. Um, and not just for kids, too. You know, no, they had Andrew WK in the trailer. That's that's the fantastic thing about those Pixar movies is that, you know, I'm, you know, 23 years old and I still had a good time going to see it. So, that's uh, that's kind of the art of Disney. Oh, and the short that was before it was very good. I don't remember what it was called, but it was it was a very good short. I think Disney Pixar shorts and Disney shorts for that matter, uh, they're they're stepping up their game. They're always pretty good, but right now. I think we're hitting the golden age of... Which one was it again? It's the one with the umbrellas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that was really good. Yeah. So. Um, okay. We got to that pretty quick, so... Uh, let's see how bogged down we get in Comic-Con news. <laughs> Woo! So. Uh, the first big news to come out of Comic-Con was... Zack Snyder will be directing a Superman-Batman film... Loosely based on Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, uh, kind of as a follow-up to Man of Steel. It'll be out in 2015, same year as Avengers, Avengers 2, which we'll talk more about later. Um, so we kind of talked about DC a lot a few weeks ago, and how... And how it's not really at all like a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from that topic. But, uh, it's a touchy subject. Right now, Victor's typing out. His... <laughs> um, no, God, I never said that. <laughs> so, I think all of us were basically just like, yeah, they don't need to touch Batman again right now. But how do we feel about this idea? I mean, it seems personally to me, it seems kind of weird. I don't think we're going to see an older Bruce Wayne, so I don't really know exactly what they're pulling from. The Dark Knight Returns. I don't remember exactly how much Superman interaction there is in The Dark Knight Returns. There's not much. Yeah. I I honestly I I think the the link to The Dark Knight Returns is is really just going to be the fact that Batman and Superman are going to be in this movie, and at some point they're probably going to be at odds. I uh, I don't see them making Dark Knight Returns because that's a that's a pretty pretty you don't go many places from that particular work well yeah and a lot um, of it has already been kind of plucked for no they just made yeah. it didn't they make a two-part animated yeah movie they just yeah. made it yeah, yeah. so yeah so it's yeah i i think the i think the dark knight returns comparisons are literally they end at batman and superman it's just weird that they would come out at comic-con and be like we're basing this off of the dark knight like did they i mean did they actually say yeah okay i mean yeah, i know they, they read yeah. the quote from it but I, I, I didn't know if it was this is I, 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 I don't see them making I just I'm still hoping ten years from now but I still hope ten years from now we wake up to Nolan being like hey let's do Dark Knight Returns Christian and then they're like okay <laughs> but anyway that's that's beside the point so any is there anything else that anybody wants to say on this I don't really know how much we can say at this I'm point. excited for it I think it's I, I think it'll be cool I think it's. I, I, Gojo and I were just talking about this like an hour ago, and I said it's it's a very cool idea, and it's one of the 
only comic movie ideas right now that like actually excites me. The thought of seeing them on screen together, like, how can you not get excited? Like when seeing them standing next to each other will make everybody go. I mean, wow. there's been Superman versus Batman flirting for de- like decades at this point. See, I don't like of. the notion of Superman versus Batman because it's kind of a stupid fight. <laughs> I mean, like like Gojo, most DC fights. Well, no, like Gojo said, he goes if if both of them really want to win the fight, Superman's gonna win it in a couple minutes, if if even that long. Didn't they announce the title as Superman versus Batman today? I I I'll I'll, I'll look that okay. up in the, in the internet. I, I was more excited by the notion of the being Superman and Batman, but you know, I just talked to uh, to a friend earlier who's pretty much the DC expert that I that I know anyway and got some of his thoughts on it and he said he firmly thinks it's going to be an older Batman he said it he said it wouldn't make much sense if it's a younger Batman going up against Superman it, he goes I think it's going to be like a middle aged yeah Batman that's but, what I'm hoping for and he I, if I, I think if you view it just as as itself then that makes more sense but if you view it as a springboard to Justice League which I I I think that's what they're shooting for. Yeah. Older Batman doesn't work as well. Well, we I think can, it works better. I see. I don't know. I, because if you're gonna me, have young Batman, you're you're dwelling, you're flirting with origin territory. To me, this movie well, could really, really, really die on the casting. Like really die. Like if they don't get a good Batman, this movie could just. Well, if their goal is to go from this more towards like like Justice League is going to come out after that. Well the, the 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 roadmap, the rumored roadmap is this movie which David Goyer was quoting quoted as saying today, we're actually not sure whether the title is Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman mm. as to whether that means if there's anything else in the mix. So knows. this could potentially be a Batman movie. But the the roadmap that had leaked was supposedly 2015 we're going to see this movie, 2016 we're going to see The Flash. And then I think 2017 or 18, we'll see a Justice League. Hmm. I think the logical choice at this point is to make make this a <coughs> middle-aged, like older, more mature Batman, kind of like where where you Bale just really, was. Really, really, really want to see John Hamm. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I was just thinking that. that was in my brain just now. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> just next Thank you, the... Tom Haverford, for that. Uh, <laughs> just no, strong, strong that's distinguished. Moments. That's like you know. I think that's, it, sh- it that's should be Bruce Wayne. it should yeah. be an older Bruce Wayne, and that way you've got he's looks seems like he's well worn, has experience, could could hang with a guy like Superman, and then is like, hey, I've got this idea for this Justice League thing, for like a. A tw- mid twenties year old Batman. To I don't. I'm not thinking we'll see mid twenties. I'm thinking we'll see like Bale 30s. aged. Yeah, like, like that's. I think, and I think that's what it should be because it would be interesting. No, I don't know. It, I, I mean, see, it's like, very. It's very clearly not going to be um, related to. They're 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 not even doing like a Incredible Hulk to Avengers kind of thing where the Incredible Hulk is still technically canon. Like we're not the Dark Knight. Trilogy That's no. its own thing. It's yeah, its yeah. own thing at this point. Yeah. Unless we straight up hear, oh, Joseph Gordon Levitt is returning as Batman, which I don't think any of the real fans really want. No. Uh, I don't think I, anybody wants that. I, I personally, you know, I wouldn't want to see that. I would still go see it anyway and it could turn out okay, but it's not that's not the direction I want them to head. No. I I, I think I think you can't go too old with Batman, but yeah, a middle aged Clint Eastwood. Yeah. 
Clint Eastwood Batman. I mean, Clint Eastwood, let's Tan be honest, aged. could beat <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Clint Eastwood by himself could beat Superman. Um, yeah. If he were Batman, Batman Eastwood, then it's game over for the world. Uh, but um, I know what you're thinking. Did I throw six better eggs or something? No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And then he just punches him in the face. Batman uh, Eastwood. That sounds so good. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think if you have an older, an older Batman in Justice League, uh, it, it definitely... That, that would definitely change his role from, you know, more of a participant to kind of a, a wrangler, I guess, of all the ridiculously yeah. overpowered DC heroes. I think, that, I think an older Batman puts them in a weird place, though. Because you know that they're going to want to make more Batman movies. But that's what I remember well, from I would, Dark Knight. I, Dark Knight Returns, you know, was, he was old and he was, like, had heart yeah. attacks all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that <laughs> makes... still live. If that's what they're drawing old. from... <laughs> Like if that's if that's why they're saying it's loosely based on that he's older and that there's some Superman interaction. Oh, I don't think he'll be that old. Hell no. How old was he in? He was pretty old in Dark Knight Returns. He's like seventy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about seventy. And but part of the yeah. fun with watching him interact in Dark Knight Returns was how Superman had been Superman for that long and was still just the same. Superman. Yeah. And he was just broken down and shitty. And like, <laughs> and he's just angry at the world. It was just like him. Part of the fun was watching Batman come to grips with like. I'm going to die soon, and, like, Superman is going to keep going and be fine. So, like, the Dark Knight Returns stuff, I think, was just a marketing thing, so they could go, oh, Dark Knight Returns, hey, nerds. They were like, hey, check out this line. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Thematically, they might draw from it a little bit, but it's, it never crossed my mind that they'd have a late 60s Batman. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going a little far down the rabbit hole here, so... It's an exciting. I mean, I think it's already. On the back I end. think it's exciting. I just hope that they're not like, we're done with Superman solo movies. And that's what I was most disappointed yeah. in. Is that, like, I yeah. would like to see a Man of Steel two immediately preceding Justice League. Do you know why? They, you know why they did this? Because they're not going to have to have that much Clark Kent in the movie anymore. Yeah. Snyder was like, we don't know what we're going to do with Clark, Clark Kent with glasses on. Like that doesn't work. We just make all the time. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so Richard Donner. I mean, yeah. the the oh, I take off the glasses and I'm a totally different person thing. That that doesn't fly anymore. I don't know. All right. Um, um, before we go, the I, I was in Venice and I saw this um, hand drawn T shirt. Yeah. With uh, a pregnant Batman and Superman was like on the stomach. Oh yeah. And he was like, good. He was like <laughs> gonna say this is right of Tim's alley. Yeah. He was like waiting that for the baby. Good. Gonna, gonna what the. <laughs> Send that to Will. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Fuel for Tim. So, I think we'll move on. I don't know. We're going to go to Marvel stuff. Uh, was there anything else from DC, really, or was it just... <sighs> Not that I saw. No, no. <laughs> just kind of that rumored roadmap, but that was not That was just kind of, you know, there. Cool. Uh, Marvel-wise, we had footage shown from basically every Marvel Studios and non-Marvel Studios Marvel movie that is going to be out in any time soon. Um, I think basically everything got pretty high praise, including Captain America, The Winter Soldier, uh, The Wolverine, um, X-Men Days of Future Past, which we also saw Sentinel Head from, which is pretty cool. Um... And then Guardians of the Galaxy. We got we got some footage, we got some props, and I think that's what the majority of us here actually want to talk about. Um, oh my goodness. So, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> yeah, I guess we might as well talk about this first. So, Guardians of the Galaxy, go, Nick, lead the discussion. What do you want to say? Oh man, 
everything. <laughs> it just uh, I watched the panel they they put on YouTube the the panel the the entire Marvel panel, and I just immediately just looked in the little tool or the little uh, timeline to, to find uh, the, the Guardians cast and then watch that. Um, it looks like it's shaping up to be so good. Like the cast is is so good when you see who it is and it's just. It's the most eclectic mashup of people, and yet they, there's just something about it that totally works. It's James Gunn, man. and it's a huge cast. Like there yeah. were people that still weren't even there, like John C. Riley and Glenn, Glenn Close, Close and Peter Serafinowicz, yeah. and um, but they all seem pretty into it. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Chris Pratt is clearly like super into it, and totally put to bed any tiny notion I had anymore. Like that might not be a good call, and. Uh, the only one I'm still not like, I'm still kind of like, eh, is Zoe Saldana. Like, she's, it's good, but it's just kind of, eh, mm. yeah. you know. It, it, it's so it's on the nose. Yeah, I don't know. She's so tiny. Yeah. I just keep seeing her and be like, you're so small. But, <laughs> I don't know, Batista kind of sold me a little bit with uh, with him talking about it. His enthusiasm is really great. Uh, they just, they, it seems like a really cool crew. And it was really cool to note that they, they flew in from London. They landed in... in L.A. or whatever went to went to Comic Con. Basically, went immediately to the holding room. <laughs> yeah, went out on stage, talked, and then they were getting back on a plane and flying back to London. Like they flew there just to do that, just to meet people, just to talk, and just to show. Yeah, like a sixty seconds of. It's shit how much people. Marvel's like dick on the table. Like this is what we're doing here. <laughs> well, the, see, but how, who, who was there from Thor though? Um, like only Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, Hiddleston. Yeah. I think it's. I think a big part of it is like the crew was probably largely like we want to go do this. Like because well, they yeah, yeah. they all like were pretty enthusiastic to be there. Except Benicio del Toro was pretty funny and he's like midway through him talking he's like I'm the new guy here. He's like like I haven't met anybody yet. He's like I just came in from from L A or whatever. He goes I haven't been in London yet. I haven't, actually haven't started filming. Um, That's funny. Which is pretty funny. Yeah, but the footage sounds great, and like the reactions from people online that were there said that it's the best of everything. They said it's just like the the design of everything is amazing, and the the chemistry and just everything on screen. They said it was totally electric, and I was like, that's stupid. They've been filming for less than two weeks, and it looks that good. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> can you imagine? But uh, you know, I mean, I, I love 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 the Guardians. I have for a couple years, and I love Star Lord and Peter Quill and. Chris Pratt hit it so right on the head with when he finally stopped goofing around and like talked for a serious second about the character, and he was like, he's a guy who's kind of a jerk. He's like, but he meets these guys and they they're kind of this weird dysfunctional family, and he learns and to believe in and fight for something bigger than just himself. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> so good. So I remember talking to you about this yeah. months and months and months ago about. It's probably even on the podcast, right? But when they when there was like the rumored like dumb list of stupid people that they were supposedly courting, and I was like, they need to find somebody who can really convey that I'm a shitty person, but I become a better person because of my circumstances, because that's so integral to his origin. And uh, I think it's gonna be great. The props are awesome. Yeah. The mask is great. The Walkman is so cool. Yeah. It's just it looks all the all the concept art is really sweet. All right. Tim, for it. You, you got more that you want to say on Guardians? No, Nick uh, pretty much summed it up. I was just, I'm not, a, I don't know a lot about Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I know very little. Um, I was in, but I was in when they announced James Gunn as director, because I'm a yeah. big fan. Yeah. And then once, there's a song choice in the second half of the footage that is like so, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be a James Gunn movie. <laughs> like, it's so like. Just, yeah, where, where did they read about them? Or... It's. 
they mentioned in a couple of descriptions. I don't want to spoil it because I think it's kind of a joke. That it you makes... didn't see it though, did you? No, oh, no, okay. no, no. That's the other. I remember people your text. Gotten, yeah, people have gotten way worse at bootlegging things at Comic Con. Like yeah. it's so disappointing. Come on, guys, <laughs> get it together. I saw the Godzilla stuff though; that was cool. Um, did they show it? The design? They put together like this kind of like haunted house thing, and like they brought reporters up and they went to like a window outside of Tokyo, and then like in a screen, Godzilla walks by. And then stairs in the window, and you kind of you can see the design. I heard, Not, it, was, I heard it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Pretty immersive. Yeah. yeah. Does he yeah. look like building? Anyway. But I think it's cool that you're so into it because like Tim Tim texted earlier and was asking like, does anybody own? Is that what you were talking about? Was the Guardians? Yeah. Like, yeah. The books and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. Look you up. But yeah, I'm interested in it, and now I'm. It's probably my most anticipated, at least big budget movie of next year. So yeah. Go Joe. Anything. Uh, everything Gojo's I would a Drax get into. fan, so this uh, is yeah, a... I'm a big Drax fan. Um, <laughs> I I know you guys have been pushing hard for uh, well, Momoa. Momoa, yeah, but um, I mean that obviously that ship has sailed, so I haven't I haven't gotten too attached to it. But I think, um, well, Batista, he seemed like he was, he seemed like not the only person, but like the he seemed to be the most excited to do this role personally because yeah. it's like this is this is going to be a great chance for me uh so his enthusiasm was uh he, i really feel like he's gonna he's gonna bring it to the best of his abilities which may not be may or may not be good enough but uh everything else about this film that i that i wanted to talk about is basically all just conjecture and trying to guess where yeah. they're going with it and so that yeah that could go on forever so i really don't have much else to say besides i'm hopeful for Batista. I have positive feelings for him as uh, the Destroyer. Okay, yeah, I'm, uh, I liked seeing the props and things that they have set out. I think they had Rocket's boots and, um, well, somebody's boots. I think those are actually quills. Are those quills? Okay. They kind of look like they're smaller, like, but it's not like Rocket's gonna be real, so they wouldn't be Rocket's boots. But, uh... What if they were Rocket boots? (laughs) Um... Yeah, the mask looks a lot better than I thought it would in in, in person. My so, mouth seriously dropped when like, I saw it. When I saw the uh, the the concept art, I love the concept art that they first put out last year. Mm-hmm. But the the actual mask that they that they have made up, it, it just looks like it works a lot better than I ever thought it would. Um, Lee Pace, <laughs> Lee, Lee Pace is Ronan. I'm Ronan the Accuser. It's been a while since a Lee Pace. Reference on the podcast. Has, I remember they're has. coming pretty fast and furious. It was usually, it was usually <laughs> I was championing him so hard for the lead. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. He, wanted, he wanted Peter Quill, but I, I don't know. For some reason, I, I feel like Lee Pace is such a cool and interesting choice for Ronan. That's who should be Batman. Right. Lee Pace. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> Lee Pace can, can be everything. <laughs> um, no, I think, well, I remember reading too, it makes so much sense now. Well, this is, this is purely stupid rumor mill. Ronan Mill. <laughs> rumor mill crap, but like on the panel when they're going down the line and they get to Lee Pace, they're like, so tell us a little bit about, you know, about Ronan, what's he like? And Lee just goes, he goes, well, he's a really interesting Cree, and he doesn't really say much more. He goes, he's been a, he's been a, in Marvel for a long time, He goes, and he goes, I don't really want to say anything else, I kind of want to wait to let people see how it plays out on screen. And it's such a weird answer, like he doesn't really say much, and I was like... Part of me, just for just for a fun half second, was kind of like, is he actually paying Ronan or is he Thanos? 
Like, I was like, what if it's just a massive red herring, and he's... I feel like that's a dumb red herring to throw out there, though. It is. They're, no, he's, he's I mean, totally Ronin. Marvel, Marvel's not, uh, Marvel's not coy about being, like, this person's in an unspecified role. No, he, he's definitely Ronin, because yeah. they're, they talk about it, unless Gmon was really trying to totally push the red herring further, because he, he, like, verbally is like, yeah, my is a good buddy of Ronin, and he, like, claps Lee Pace on the shoulder. But, uh... After the you know after they did the interviews with everybody and they talked about how they did end up casting Lee Pace before anybody knew who he was, they said he was so good in all of his auditions. They said we wanted to use him, and they said his physicality was so impressive and awesome. So I was like, you know what? Because he's a lean guy. Yeah. But if you look at the panel, he's he's gotten bigger. Like he's, yeah. He's been bulking up. And it's interesting because Ronan's a very like stout like. He's he's, he's, the he's, a, he's a thicker guy. Yeah. He's a big. He's kind he's of a very bruiser. stoic character. Yeah. I think I think. I mean, like Gojo said, we're just going to get into speculation. He and I were, were rapping for like an hour about how the Kree and how Ronan are going to play into it and just pure speculation stuff that we don't even need to get into. But okay. it's um, it's very cool that he's in the movie. I think that the villains... I'm not even sure if Ronan's going to be a bad guy necessarily or like one of those gray area type dudes, but the uh, the cast is really good. And I think that the... I think it's going to just blow people away. I'm excited. Pratt is very enthusiastic about it and he's very, very, very funny. And I guess... He and Batista have a good... It seems like Batista's got a really good rapport with everybody. And he makes a remark. It's cool that he's not really an actor yet because he comes at it from that perspective and he's very honest about it. He said, he's like, I'm the baby on set. He goes, like, I'm, my experience is the most limited. And he said, and it's, I'm so grace, graceful that I'm surrounded by all these amazing actors. He goes, and I can come to them for advice and, and like instruction. He goes, I'm learning more every yeah. day. And, and he said they're just they're teaching me so much, and uh, he's padded with such gr- such a great cast that they're they're definitely gonna elevate him a lot. I think. All right, um, I think we can kind of wrap up the big items here. Well, Days of Future Past had an awesome showing. I think we should talk about that for just a second. Okay. Just that, well, <laughs> ever, maybe not. Proceed. Maybe not. We know I just think they had the whole now, cast. Now that, the, now that the, the press for Wolverine has been leaking and people are being like, it's really good. And, and Days of Future Past, the whole damn cast was there and they had like props and they were releasing cool posters. And I think that the, the, the really, really off course ship of the X Men and Fox is just is pretty no, is very I mean, bad. I don't understand. I know, I know that Willie is worried. And it's funny because I think all of us, especially me, get super worried when we start hearing about the casting of these movies. And they're like, here's 40 characters, particularly with Avengers 2 as well. We'll get to, but... Willie worries about that with every movie, and then he reads the script, and then he, and then he reads all the reviews before the movie even comes out, and then he ruins the movie, and then... <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, you know... In a lot of, like that's usually the main worry that I have with a lot of things is that you have all these characters. How is everybody going to get their like their due? You know, their due time. How is there, how are they going to do yeah. justice to everybody? Um, but I don't know why anybody was ever worried about Days of Future Past. Ever, uh, really? there is no reason to be worried about that. What if you know super why? Not true. Do you know why? <laughs> why? Do you know why? Why? Because this movie is designed to erase X Men Origins Wolverine and X Men The Last Stand, and that's exactly what anybody has ever wanted to happen in that series. But here's the thing: the last, the first two X Men movies, while they are still good movies, they do not age well whatsoever. I don't like either. They're of them very anymore. dated. If you watch them now, they're both of them, even two, yeah. which was kind of considered the the pinnacle of superhero movies for a long time, 
They're not that good anymore. I mean, it's hard for me to watch X1, but I still enjoy it. X2 I still really love, and I can put on any day and just, you know... It's different. Like I said, they're both good movies. Today, they're, they're, they're certainly in that... We've talked about it before, the kind of, like, 90s, early thousands yeah. superhero movie. They did not... They don't reach the heights of Iron Man and Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises, or Dark Knight, and... But, yeah. and, I, and I understand that. However... I like Brian Singer, but he's had more misses than I, he has hits. Brian Singer's my main word. I think he's a bad director. Like, I think if you look at his filmography, like, he's a he's not good. Like, Fair I, has he made a good Fair movie enough. since X-Men? Okay, so maybe it's, not that, maybe, maybe it's not that there's no reason to worry, but people that are worried about the fact that they're like, oh, there's so many people and they're bringing them all together and what are they going to do? No, no. I, this no, movie's he, designed well, to, like, completely, as, as Nick said, right the ship of the X-Men franchise. I, because they can essentially go in there and say, none of this shit happened. Well, I, okay, it, from a story perspective, then, then maybe you shouldn't be worried about it. But when has this many cast members, like, high-profile cast members and characters, when has that ever worked? I, I can't think of a movie where we've got, like... Two timelines worth of superhero teams or teams of anyone uh, with big names on both sides. When has that ever molded into some cohesive story? I mean, I, it, it's just—it's a recipe for. I think, just I think it's obviously a different case, and I—I I think we can all say that we mostly have faith in all of the actors. So that's not gonna—that's not gonna be a big issue. But, but look at something like Back to the Future Two. Where you have two separate timelines and some completely different character shifts on like either side of those timelines, like. It's but not... you've got you've got what maybe one or two central characters on each side. I mean, we've and got we've got Robert we've Zemeckis got, at the home. We've got yeah, yeah, two superhero teams, on on in two different timelines. Who none of who, one who, team didn't get enough screen time in any of the X. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Frank, I mean, I, I'll probably be the one person who didn't think. Uh, first class was like all everybody cracked it up to be. I enjoyed it, but I don't think it. I don't think it stands up to any of the Marvel produced ones. Um, and I just, I honestly, anything from from this is Fox, right? Yeah. I have trouble keeping track of it. I it's it and starts off on a lower pedestal movie. for me. Um, and just the amount of of stuff they're trying to do in this movie, it it's. It it worries me, um, and I, I I think it I think it's a legitimate concern because this is that's they're trying to cram in a lot. It's very ambitious, and I give them credit for that. But uh, I will uh, I I'm gonna need a little more before I believe. Okay. In it. Yeah. Well, all that aside, I think apparently the footage was very very well. I think it's gonna be cool, but uh, they did say a while back that the the old generation of X Men characters, like the the Ian McKellen's, the Patrick Stewart, they said they're not in the movie that much. No, I figured they oh, would okay. be kind of uh, Hugh Jackman. I think or... is the lead. I think Wolverine is the main character. Yeah, because it's Days of Future Past, and you can't. Yeah. That's Wolverine. And the yeah, Wol- you kind of. And apparently, to. the Wolverine is a lead into Days of Future Past. What I, heard I also don't have any faith in the Wolverine. I'm just gonna throw that out there too. Um, as a Wolverine fan, 
who is, uh, I don't think jilted is a strong enough word uh, for <laughs> for the uh, cinematic massacre that was uh, <laughs> right? X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> right? Rated right? 6.7 on IMDb somehow. That movie, I, I mean, IMDb is not like the most accurate rating system, but 6.3... Come on, like I was, go, I was going through. 6.7. That's 6.7. almost a Oh my god, 6.3. Because I was going through and looking at movies below that. And I'm like, no, I can't even make a joke about this because every movie it's better than, rated better than, it's worse than. Like, this this movie is a low point in human history. Like, it's and, terrible. And particularly so since, the tra- <laughs> since the trailers for for that one were awesome. Yes. Um, and then the movie came out and it was, it's in the bottom five theater experiences of my entire life. <laughs> Um, Along so with only God forgives. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see it again. I'm on a podcast. I didn't see the feature movie. Spoiler uh, alert for podcasts. Gojo didn't see. No one likes it except him. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, no Even Tim won't forgive Wolverine. <laughs> no, it's, anything, it's unreasonable how bad that movie. Is. Anything, anything Fox. It's like no. You know what? This movie has to come out, and I have to like it before I believe that I will like it. I'm, I can't wait to go see it with you, Wolverine. All, all the buzz is like, you know what? It's really good, and we can't believe we're saying this either. But it's really good. Yeah. I, 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 have a, I, I had faith standard. in that when James Mangold stepped in, stepped up and was like, "I really enjoy this, like this, this source material. Like I enjoy Wolverine as a character." And then on top of that, just the idea that they're trying to distance themselves from Origins is like <laughs> that's, that's it's, the best news. It could only be a good hear. sign. Yeah. yeah, I, I understand your reservations. Yeah. It's I have I have I have a different state. I I think the reasons I like Wolverine are none of the reasons anyone else likes Wolverine. Um, so it's the reasons they veer away from in the comics and the movies yeah. and every media. It's when they put him in kitty cartoons and uh, he's he's a very complicated character. Yeah, very dark character. One of the darker Marvel characters there is, and they. But I feel like this this movie is kind I of hope it heading towards that. I hope it does. I hope they they make him a mature character instead of. Um, Slashy man, because uh, he's just—it's getting to the point where I don't even want to. Best actor slash yeah. model, oh. and not the other way around. Yes, <laughs> I, but uh, nobody. That's Nick's phone fell on the floor, uh, and he just my the phone, too. my bad. Um, I think we can all agree that the worst part about X Men Origins is the fact that they wasted Taylor Kitsch as Gambit because that was <laughs> I enjoyed perfect. That. I actually and don't think we can agree on that at all. <laughs> No, um, that's the part of the movie I enjoy. When it comes to X Men, Alex, you're just wrong. No, Apparently. how about how about the Three Stooges scene where he's slashing up the sink? You know, what? I don't no, want to talk sink, about this No, movie. the sink thing is the worst thing that's ever happened. That's on screen. Like it's so I bad. I can't issue, believe that got into a movie. I think the issue is I just don't remember any of that movie. At that's all. probably that's probably Locked the best thing that's ever happened that's to your life right there. Um, that is, like I, I've, I've seen that movie exactly one time. And same I, here, same here, and yeah. it's so burned into my psyche. I don't want to talk about it. All it's right. over. It's Later. over. You were about to say it's over. It's yeah. No, no, it's just... I have I remember watching X-Men Origin Wolverine and I was like coming in and out of it. <laughs> and maybe because, I don't know, maybe it, was, it just wasn't that interesting. I was like walking away from it and going back to it. I don't know. I don't have such a bad memory of it. Oh, actually, watch, no, no don't good. watch it. Don't watch Justice. <laughs> I know. If I sat down and watched it, I'm sure I'd hate it. You know, I'm sure but, the people who got beaten and just got like beaten in the head by Mike Tyson, they probably don't think that was that bad. <laughs> because they have like concussions and serious brain damage. That's that's X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> Alright, so uh, we're pretty over time oh, here. Uh, we're probably going to spend another we'll 10 make minutes on this one. We'll make it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, finally, Joss Whedon dropped a bomb at the end of the Marvel panel saying that Avengers 2 would be titled Avengers Age of Ultron 
for those who don't know, Ultron is uh, an AI created by Hank Pym, a.k.a. Pant... Well, Ant-Man in the comics, who uh, he kind of turns renegade and is one of the biggest Avengers foes that has ever been uh, portrayed in the, in the books. Um, so we don't know a whole lot about the movie. We know, according to Whedon, that Hank Pym will not be the creator of, uh, of Ultron, which many people here, much to their chagrin, this fact is true. Um, what else do we know? That's that's about yeah. it. Yeah, I think that was about it, wasn't yeah. it? They just said they're rewriting Ultron's origin entirely, which implies Ultron might not even be the Ultron we're used to. It. I I I think it's gonna be. He's. I think they're probably gonna be malicious AI robot threat or. But they're making it. Whedon's making it sound like it's gonna be very. Ultron is gonna be something unique to each of the Avengers. Um, yeah. Like, well, so, Ultron, Ultron will exploit all of their weaknesses and their, like, inner demons. And, yeah. Because he so, want like, even, like, as the first movie came out, he's like, if I do a sequel, it's going to be very personal and very introspective, and it's going to be about the team, like, should they exist as a team, and, and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I... Uh, the, the, well, Nick will probably talk more about the, uh, the exclusion of Pym, but uh, I... I, I I can appreciate that they're going to be going a little more. Uh, they'll, they'll be going a little more introspective, as you said, um, a little more character focused. Uh, I don't know if that means we're not going to get giant epic battle. We're probably not because I don't think Ultron's going to pull an army out of his CD-ROM drive or whatever. I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I I love Ultron as an enemy. Uh, there's he's there's so many places you can go with it. Um, I think it's great, but the the exclusion of Pym worries me. Yeah, just from just from a very basic standpoint, faithfulness okay. to the source material standpoint. I mean, I think that kind of I think the biggest hit of the fact that it's not so much important that Pym created Ultron; it's more of Pym dealing with the fact that he. Did it's more important Ultron. to the to to the character of Pym that he created Ultron than the character of Ultron that he was created by Pym. Although that's not really true either, because Ultra, a lot of Ultron story uh, pivots, they, they, they're they connected. They're very interconnected. Well, the interesting thing is then, I mean, the more that we talk about this, the more that I think this clearly means that Ant-Man is going to be Scott Lang. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, maybe we're just not, maybe Pym's just going to be, because we can't say that Edgar Wright confirmed today that Hank Pym will be in Ant-Man, but... We don't know if he's going to be Ant-Man or if the script ideas that have been thrown around of him kind of handing the mantle to Scott Lang could be true. Any that's we're getting kind of down the road here. Nick, what, what do you want to say about Ultron and I am super not excited for this movie whatsoever anymore because I was kind of my interest was really piqued by Ultron. I was like really excited. I was like that's awesome because a long time ago we talked about how Ultron would be a great villain for Avengers 2 and Thanos for Avengers 3. But doing, <laughs> doing uh, Ultron without Pym is such a bizarre move, and it does, you know, we all, this pretty much confirms that we can all but assume that Ultron will be, end up being created by Stark, or he'll be an accidental byproduct of Stark. Yeah. Whether or not, but that, and that's so damn boring to me. 
I don't give a shit about Tony Stark's problems anymore. Like, he did such a good job dealing with them in Iron Man 3, and it just seemed like this real triumphant ending to this character who's been dealing with a lot of crap. And it's just boring to keep hanging the problems of the Avengers, like, on Tony Stark. Seems like a real weird choice. Seems like a very strange choice for them to do that, especially because they, they by function, need to f- pivot away from... And particularly I'm, since I'm we've started. since we've set uh, we've set solid plans for Ant Man, Ant Man is happening, uh, and to to do like Ant Man's chief, his, really his I mean it's I guess you'd say it's his chief villain. It's his um, biggest contribution yeah. to the Marvel continuity, and he's nowhere to be found in it. It just it it's stupid. But we can throw in. <laughs> Quicksilver and Scarlet. That's what Witch. puzzles me too. I wonder how they factor into Ultron like. Besides, not at all. It's like, well, <coughs> excuse me. I was wondering exactly, like, I think I asked this question before on the podcast, but I'm th- I feel like uh, Scarlet Witch is probably the key to any brainwashing that Ultron will do. Because apparently Ultron's pretty known for a lot of brainwashing. Yeah, I'm like, just, I'm tired. Ultron's really sadistic, and, like, he... I don't, I don't want to get into a whole thing, but it, the character of Hank, of Hank Pym is very, very interesting because he's one of the only superheroes ever who's never quite gotten over his baggage and become a full-fledged superhero. Like, he's a guy who deals with a lot of issues that real people deal with all the time. Mm-hmm. And deep emotional issues that aren't like alcoholism or stuff like that. <clears throat> Which no, you know, just all... beating women and creating super AIs that, you know... Yeah. Like having a child that becomes a murderer. Yes. Like, he, because his, his tie to Ultron is they, they have a weird father-son dynamic. Yeah, it's, is, an, it's, it's like a big Oedipus complex. Yeah, it's, and it's really interesting. Ultron also, like, falls in love with Janet, too, right? Yeah, like Ultron him. is actually, he's programmed around Pym's brain patterns. Yeah. So, yeah, in a lot of ways, he, he kind of is Hank Pym. But yeah. In, in thought around just bent towards destroying humanity. And I just Hank- had to park my motorcycle for a second, so... <laughs> <laughs> The Hank Pym beating women thing is one of the things, the top five things in my entire life I think I'm sick of hearing about. Because it's so fucking stupid to even bring up anymore. Like, people online were like, oh yeah, but he hit a woman once. And I'm like, bro, like Gojo even said earlier, he's like, didn't Spider-Man punch pregnant Mary Jane in the face once? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) that did happen. Didn't Reed Richards smack Sue Storm around a lot in like the 60s comics? Yeah. How many times did Hank Pym hit Janet? One time, ever. Is it a good thing to have in comics? No. But it happened. And it's not a yeah. defining point of the character. I mean, we're getting... We're but the guy, all I'm saying bad. is the, the guy, it's a potential, it's a wasted potential to introduce a really interesting, deep, troubled superhero into the mix who can have a lot of interesting ground to cover and is a new, you know, a new face, a new actor, a new character with new powers. It'd be a breath of real fresh air into the Avengers and it would help move things towards Phase 3, too, if there's going to be Ant-Man and there's going to be other yeah. stuff like that. And... To exclude him entirely, it's just foolish. No, I think I think he nailed it. It's not so much. I don't. I honestly am not so much. I mean, I have a problem with it, as far as Ultron origins and stuff, but not such a big problem that I'm not willing to hear them out. But it does feel. It feels like a waste of potential. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just you've got. I mean, Ant Man's happening, and we're just not gonna. We're not gonna include him in our universe until, until it's time. Uh, but we're going to include something very central to him um, and kind of twist it around so it's not central to him. Well, I mean, okay. It's, I, it, 
I feel like we have a pretty heavy slant here. Because Nick is such a huge Ant-Man fan. Like, Hank Pym, he's known as Ant-Man. He's also known as Giant Man. He's also known as Yellow Jacket. He's, got he's also known as Goliath. like every other or... size changing. No, that was Hawkeye. Was Goliath? Hawkeye was Hawkeye was Goliath. Doesn't matter. What, I, what I'm saying, matter. what yeah. I'm saying here is uh, there have been two other Ant Men. Clearly, one of which is going to be the focus of, like it's, we've got some heavy suggestions here that Pym's taking a backseat, which is it's disappointing. It really sucks. It's it's a shame because I'm it it feels like it feels like Marvel's selling down one of selling one just pushing one of their characters downstream uh for whatever reason a founding avenger yeah who a the very powers, important the powers of character. Ant-Man are named after him they're called pim particles that let Ant-Man do his shit it's just I it's whack to the to the nth degree <laughs> but uh, what what I want to say here is that we don't know what they're going to do we've got no clue no Script's not done for uh, for Avengers two anyway for Age of Ultron. So I wish my it, I'm I'm utterly dis- my biggest disappointment <laughs> here is that you have such a negative slant on it because this could be the greatest movie in the world and you you could just hate it because Pym's not in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> that's just, that Deal sucks. With it, bro. That real yeah. sucks. That, that sucks to me. I mean, t- I, well, I, I cry okay, on imagine, that podcast too. <laughs> imagine if you did. Mark my words, did. listeners. <laughs> You'll hear tears on true our believers. Avengers too. I try. I mean, try doing an Avengers movie without Thor. Uh, try doing an Avengers movie without Iron Man. Or that's Hulk. basically the. It's level the exact of, same thing. Yeah. Um, well, they did an Avengers movie without Ant Man, and it worked out pretty good. Guys. Oh, but to. <laughs> To totally exclude him when there seems no real reason. He's not going to be excluded, though. From Avengers. We're just doing... Uh, For those of you who can't see, um, we're just kind of ambiguously shrugging at each other, being like, hey, maybe Ant-Man or Hank Pym might be in this movie. Maybe Joss Whedon's just blowing smoke. Maybe it'll happen. Who knows? That's the I mean, I, it, it, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where, like, the Avengers have been so fluid for decades now that... It sucks because we, you guys find it very compelling, and I understand that it's it's majorly disappointing. But I I, think I, I don't th- I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. I am so excited to have a tool to make all of these characters like take a real hard look at themselves. I, honestly, I am I'm super pumped for Ultron. He was the he was the one I really wanted to see. Um, so in the end, the the exclusion of of Hank Pym is it's disappointing, but it's. Um, I still want to. I mean, I still pump for the movie, um, but I, I think he fills. I think he and Wasp fill a very important place in the team, and to to just kind of paper over that, uh, it eh, it doesn't sit well with me. They do the, the final, show. Final, final words, Nick. The show does a great job of the show. Uh, the Avengers cartoon does a great job of addressing Hank Pym's role in the team, and that is to remind them they're not. He's always telling them, we are not superheroes, we're bullies. He like tells them, he's like, we are not superheroes. You are always going after villains and you're out to just, you know, destroy things and like hurt people. He's like, our job should be to help re- rehabilitate people or neutralize people in a way that is like somewhat pacifistic. Like he's always telling, like he's like says to Iron Man all the time, like you need to chill out. You're so excited about your weapons and you're fighting bad guys he's like you're forgetting that you're not you're just perpetuating violence okay here's here i said final words here's the other (laughs) thing that just popped into my head 
What if Hank Pym isn't in this movie? What if Scott Lang is in this movie and they've just taken that name and given it to, to Hank Pym? That's, I'm still not happy with that. That's retarded. <laughs> like, what, if, what if they're going to do that kind of melding? Like the Riddler and, and Joker became the Joker in The Dark Knight. Like maybe Hank Pym and Scott Lang are... They're such different characters that uh, they're totally... They're different characters in the comics. They're totally different men. I mean, yeah, that I get it. Like that's... You know, I, I'm always a fan of... of maybe taking, that's... Maybe that's how Whedon's being coy. Is that no? This isn't a creation of Hank Pym. It's a creation of Scott Lang. I'm always a fan of the. I'm always supportive of of adapting one medium like comics or novels into film, and you obviously have to make, you know, changes. You have to. You have to. If you don't make changes, Watchmen. Some Harry Potter movies. But Watchmen. Watchmen's still a pretty solid movie. It is. but I, I think, I, and that that said, I'm I'm open. I was open to some creativity with, with Hank Pym's character. But to essentially do away with him altogether, is very bizarre. And I just can't. I it's, to me, it feels irresponsible of Whedon to be like, hey, as a kid, I liked Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, so I'm gonna shoehorn them the fuck in this movie where they really don't seem to belong. I, I'm gonna throw away. I mean, a, I think you're making some. It's it's a jump. Pretty, I mean, it's a, it's a jump big, to conclusions. Yeah, but it's it's an inf- I think it's an informed one. Uh, it's it's. I mean, is that a direct quote? Was yeah, he, he like, said. I he, just love these guys, so I want them. In he did. This he movie. said, as a kid, those were the they were on the Avengers when he was a kid and he was reading the comics and he loves those characters. That's what happens by yeah. Man Three, Sam Raimi, Sandman, Spider Man Three. Yeah. Sandman, I mean, Sandman I don't. 3. Spider-Man yeah. <laughs> You're saying they don't belong here, and yet we really don't know. Just from my, from my, from where we're sitting now, it really doesn't seem like they belong. No. Um, I mean, and obviously, I could be wrong, and it's maybe it's going to be yeah. an awesome movie, and that but, would be great if it was. But right now, I'm like I said, my interest shot up, and then it shot right back down to basement level. Like I just don't give a shit about Avengers Two anymore. Yeah. Well, just because I'm like, it, it feels. This is my absolute last thought. The the idea of making them all question themselves and everything, that shit happened in the first Avengers. Loki did that to everybody. He made them all go, hmm, wait a minute. Like, you already explored that idea. You're going to blow that one chunk of the movie into a full movie again? You're going to make all the characters go, wait, this happened to us before, but now it's happening again. Whoa. I'm just like, I don't give it. It sounds boring. I don't care. Okay. That's, that's it. All right, I want to hear from Tim, really badly about only God forgives. On to okay. an <laughs> even brighter <laughs> segment, the brightest segment of this podcast, our <laughs> review of Nicholas Winding Refn's Only God Forgives, starring uh, Ryan Gosling, Kristen Scott Thomas, and is that, the, is that the poster? A lot of other people. Yes. Why is it okay? I, I did, this is the only thing I'm going to have to say about this movie because I didn't see it. Why is it every Ryan Gosling movie now has him on the poster staring dispassionately somewhere off camera? Well, it's it's the, like, well, the funny thing is that this is the guy that made Drive as well. Okay, so. he's always just looking like... Mm. He just only has yeah. one... one he's, got, he's got that... That's why the yeah. Ryan won't eat his cereal thing the, is so good. <laughs> that's what he does in every movie. Look at the Lars and the Real Girl poster. That's like, you know, different. It's <laughs> 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 shot from a different angle, but he's still staring off into... He's still just looking... <laughs> well, welcome back to the show, Lance. <laughs> Well, yeah, I feel bad. It's like, the only one that I can't think of where he's not staring especially <laughs> into this. So that's why. Well, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, so back to this movie. 
Julian, a drug smuggler thriving in Bangkok's criminal underworld, sees his life get even more complicated when his mother compels him to fight and kill whoever is responsible for his brother's recent death. That sounds like a good movie. No, it doesn't. I read the, <laughs> I think it does. I read the Wikipedia synopsis. It sounds like a good movie there, too. It does sound like a good movie. <laughs> but, it's, but it's not. Tim, did it sound like a good movie to you? No, and it didn't look like a good movie. It looked like a great movie. <laughs> yes. No, I like this movie a lot. So, are we going to get into spoilers? Because I can't talk about it without spoiling it. Really? Yep. Okay. <laughs> or, no, let's... you guys go ahead. You guys go around. Right. You run the thing. Right. You run it. Um... First of all, let's talk about how much we love Drive. Yeah. I love Drive. Nicholas Winding Refn, Drive. I was a pretty big fan of Drive. I'm going to say it, it, it was my like number three movie of 2011. And then it went up to like number two, slowly. And it's pretty much favorite movie of, of that year. Pretty okay. much. Besides Warrior, I'd say. Warrior was my number one. Fair enough. So I'll go number two, Drive. Okay. Nick, Drive thoughts? Oh, love Drive. Yeah. Super love Drive. Love the 80s-ness. Love, I loved everything about it. I saw it in the theater and I, I was... Yeah, I was smiling. I was like, "Why? Oh my god, I'm smiling." Mm-hmm. No, this is Drive was one of those. My my mom went and saw Drive. She had no clue. I don't know how she ended up in that theater, but <laughs> she went and saw it. She's like, "Oh god, you have to go see Drive. Like, you have to see this movie." And I think she was like deeply disturbed by it, but she like needed to know what I thought about it. <laughs> and um, I went I, I went and saw it, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Everything, the soundtrack, the acting. You know, it's a super original movie. Like, yeah, even though it's yeah. it, people have said it's not. I, I can't think of it. The opening sequence alone is, I don't. That's one of my favorite parts about the movie. Oh, yeah, it's love just that. kind of that first little heist and just every yeah. the way everything is shown. It's it's great. Anyway, Tim, do you like Drive? I like Drive. Yeah, I like I like him a lot. I like Nicholas Winterman Refn a lot. Um, I like Bronson. I haven't seen anything pre Bronson though. I haven't seen like the Pusher trilogy Pusher or anything. Um, but I like. Bronson still might be my favorite. Of Bronson's his. great. Yeah, I like Bronson a lot. I like Valhalla Rising. Valhalla Rising's cool. Drive I liked. Yeah, I like Drive a lot, quite a bit. Which may be why I like this one more. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I don't even know what I want to say about this movie. I think Tim's going to run the show from here on out. No, no, I want to hear what you guys have to say. I, I just... I uh, shoot it down. <laughs> Believe me, every complaint you guys have about this is totally valid. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Like, it, I mean, why I liked the movie, and it's been commented on, but it almost at times feels like the antithesis of Drive at times. Like where, or maybe as some people may have misunderstood Drive. Maybe I don't want to go that far, but a lot of people saw the Drive character go around murdering people and just like, oh, that's awesome. But in reality, it was kind of sad because he was retarded. So, like... He, was like, he? Is that why he never talked? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's why they got Gosling to play. This was like a... This was like Gosling's forgiveness to me. So, I want to get into that. This was God forgiveness. <laughs> Only Gosling. Gosling forgives? Only God forgives. <laughs> no, it's just like... And it's basically... There is nothing cool about this movie. I went in expecting, like... It's gonna I, be... I disagree. Oh, okay. I know what he's saying. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> but, but whereas, like, like people... A lot like, of, hip... Where a lot right. of people came out of Drive thinking right. like, oh sorry. No 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 no. Oh. I just <laughs> I, like, I, I, under, I understand cool. where you're going. Though. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, oh, Neon, he's he's lights. beating up everybody. Like yeah. this is cool. Like none of the violence in this is so brutal and sad and just Ryan Gosling's character in this is so pathetic the entire time, <laughs> and he gets redeemed at the end, and it's so 
<laughs> it's so great. Kristen Th- Scott Thomas. You should have said her name in like cap- capitals, capital letters. Because <laughs> she is insane in this movie. Like, this is the Kristen Th- Scott Thomas show. I was just in from the beginning. Like, she's hilarious. There's a scene where Gosling, because he's such a just a spineless <laughs> twerp. He brings his he brings his prostitute girl not even girlfriend because he can't like ask her out. He brings her to dinner with his crazy mom and like her mom sits there and just insults his penis the whole time. Like she insults his penis and ne- never can live up to her brother. Makes fun of his prostitute girlfriend. Like this is some dark, hilarious comedy. Like I wish I would have saw this in the theater so every could, everybody could hear me. Just laughing. Funniest scene in the summer since Danny McGride and this, in the, this is the end where he threatens to jerk off all over. Like, <laughs> but no, no, I thought to get like on a serious note, no, I liked it um, Yeah, quite a bit. I thought the whole thing, he, in an interview he said like Dry was like, if you watch the movie, like watch a movie on cocaine, this is a movie on acid. Like this is like an acid trip of a movie and it totally is. Like I sat there just entranced by it. Like, like I got sucked in by the atmosphere and then all of a sudden, boom, like gore all over. I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) Like I was just completely sucked in by this movie. I, I got, I got, and I can totally understand. It's really slow. Like it moves at pretty much the pace. It's an hour and a half long and it felt like the longest movie I've seen this summer. (laughs) Same with killing them softly, right? No, that was longer. It reminded me a lot of killing them softly. It was kind of what I wanted killing them softly. There's a lot of interesting stuff in this too. I thought this movie could have used more Obama McCain, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I will, I will say, I will say right now that if I had known this movie is the way it is before going into it, I may have scraped some enjoyment out of it. Yeah. But I think almost everybody was expecting a kind of a drive-esque yeah. movie, except instead of about driving, it's about fighting. And instead of in L.A., it's in, it's in Thailand. And mm-hmm. it was marketed as such. And, yes. they, and, and Refn even said, people were like, are you essentially making a trilogy of these characters that are kind of loners in very stylized places? Look like and, Ryan and, Gosling. Yeah, with Gosling. And he goes, yeah, I totally see this as a trilogy. And now I've seen the movie, and I'm like, what a crackhead. <laughs> Like this, this and Drive couldn't be more opposite. I yeah. mean, man, yeah, woo! <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because Tim, you are such a you're such a well spoken, and you you and you, I, I can't even think of the word. This is how bad. This is how opposite of you I am in this regard. I can never put my thoughts into it's words. Like properly. Tim is Drive, and you're only God for kids. No, <laughs> never say that. Oh, no, no. Um. I do, you're, you do such a great job of immediately cutting to the point of what you want to say, and you put it into words so well that I understand what you're saying. I like the segment. <laughs> and the the way you talk about this movie almost makes me want to watch it again because I'm like I'm like maybe, but I like, but at the I same wrong? time there was a row of of four of us that all were just like what the fuck man like in the no, middle in the no, middle of this I, movie and I want to say like this is a terrible place to spend like ninety minutes to the movie everybody's just seedy and awful and dude if I would have if I would have VOD this movie like you did I would have shut it off like. Five minutes. Ago. I know. I do like not. there is no like. I had to go see this movie in theaters because <laughs> there's no way I would have made it through it any other way. Like we all wish we had left, and like, yeah. and, and I, I never wish that I leave a movie. Like never. And even in the fr- like at the end of the first act, I was like, you know what, this movie sucks, but 
it might, like Lance said, it might turn around. It could redeem and it, itself, and it did you know? for a second. Like once his mom showed up and like the plot started. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, I feel some momentum here, and I was like. He's just don't, don't you feel a little weird that it feels like if they tightened up a ninety minute movie it would have been better? Yeah, but if the, if this had been like a like a like an indie like a like a short like a forty five minute short, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, see, I guess maybe back to the whole acid trip thing, but like that's kind of how it worked for me. You're just kind well, that, of that's, in a, that's so, interesting. And that's why it worked for me, but I can totally see where you're coming. It's from. interesting in that context that yeah. he said that because. Like and you even said you were very drawn in and hypnotized by it, and I remember sitting there thinking, I was like, I'm really into this like slow motion, but not quite slow motion. It's like 48 frames slowed down yeah. instead of like 100, and all these really wide lenses on dollies, just kind of following a character walking down the street. Like there was something kind of hypnotic about it, but at the same time, I was just like, I hate, I don't like David Lynch, and this was very David Lynchy. And if this if this movie had been in the hands of like a Cronenberg, mm-hmm. and like just melded a little yeah. bit more in his hands, I probably would have really liked it. Yeah. But I had really high hopes for Refn, and he's, he directs with such purpose in his other movies that in this movie I was like, what is the... Per-? Like, I just didn't feel it at all. Yeah. All right, Lance. Yes. I feel like you oh. need to throw in yes. some... Well, no, no, way so, the I hell I, I like hearing what you guys are saying there, but um, I feel like nothing worked. I feel like if you were going to go for this kind of... She acid yeah, trip a- kind of kind of thing... Why don't you just go for it? Then, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, rather than, than having just kind of like these people who walk kind of slow and like, <laughs> who, who talk kind of slow and or don't say much. And it's like, why don't you just fucking go for it and just not, just not have them say anything at all? Why don't you just have them just go around murdering people and not, not even saying why? You know? Like, I just feel like nothing, nothing clicked. Like, you know when you feel like something, like, you got all the right elements, you got Gosling, Kristen Stott, Scott Thomas, you got Refn, you got the beautiful cinematography, you know, just go for it, you know? And, uh, rather than just at the very end, you go for the surrealistic kind of, kind of bullshit, you know? Like, yeah. like it's like, oh, I forgot, like, I spent 85 minutes fucking around. <laughs> like... like let me let me let me put something in utterly confusing so that people will talk about it afterwards. No, motherfucker! I, I was I've been here for, for eighty five minutes waiting for you to fucking show you shit, and now finally, now finally you do it. It's too late. It's too late. Okay, sorry. No, no. So uh. it's just, <laughs> that's how I feel about this movie. All right. <laughs> raise a good because the scene. I don't know which scene are we talking. Are we talking about? We're the talking hands? about. He gets when, his hands cut off. At okay. The end, yeah. Right? No. Listen. Oh, I saw okay. a lot. Of, Spoiler lot of alert for Only God Forgives. I, I think we've moved past that. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I, I went to film school. Okay. Yeah. I read books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw a lot of imagery with hands. Yeah. And shit. And just like I don't you know. You actually made a connection that I didn't even think of. I was just grossed yeah. out by it. But you raised an interesting. Yeah. Everything done with your hands, and it's called "Only God Forgives." And like, idle hands are the devil's playground. Let's go meet the devil. Like it's God and the devil, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I know this shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I you know, but I don't feel like he did enough with it. Like no. I don't feel, and you know, I'm not I'm not asking him to hit me on the head with this shit, but I feel like I feel like it could have been used better i feel like it could have been just like more i don't know they, more they, cohesive more cohesive yeah. rather than kind of like let's hint at it but then let's do something else yeah let's let's go in another direction it's like you're too confusing at that point you know it's like 
don't know. There was one scene that I thought was really pretty, actually, and it was... And it, where was Cliff the whole time? Like, you guys said the music was good, but I was like, it was the same, like, three drum strikes yeah. throughout. There were a few beats of Cliff's really cool music, mm-hmm. but yeah. there was the one scene where it was cutting between him and the white shirt and the black shirt, and uh, all the beads and shit, and the, and the, the music was really good and in that scene. the fingering of the lady... Yes, mm-hmm. and his mom watching the beefcake tie yeah. dudes going like this, which made me audibly laugh. I was like, oh my god, this is funny. That scene was, there was something about that that was really pretty to me, and I was like, alright, this is a good scene. And at the end, where he suddenly was in like the willow area, when he when he's gonna get, you know, axed by the by the cop, mm-hmm. um, was really was really pretty, but at, at the same time, I was so much of it was just weird... Yeah. Weird, very, very, very vague symbolism, and like yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. The and hand then, stuff, I, I. And then also I, the fighting with the hands, you know, like that's that that serves a purpose there too. Mm-hmm. But then and then like what's his name is kicking him the whole time, so like maybe he's the antithesis of. of antithesis. He was kicking him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, there was a good article I read after the movie that kind of went into kind of like the Freudian aspects of it too. Just type in the movie and then Freudian, it'll pop up. I don't remember where it was, mm-hmm. but it was interesting and with all, especially the mother stuff because like they totally had sex. Like it's you know, Ryan Gosling and his mom totally have sex at some point. <laughs> like it's so he so clearly weird. has huge issues. With and his then mom. with his hands, like he's there's the religious stuff where he stabs her in the side to make sure she's dead, and then reaches in her like her womb. Like it, it's very strange, and I'm not sure if it all works, but like it's totally in there and thrown I kind of enjoyed it it's, kind of, it's, a little, it's probably a little scatter shot but so is my brain so. I, th- I, th- <laughs> I think if I had known that this movie was just like a very very Lynch by way of Cronenberg by way of some bizarre like Godard yeah. type I, if I had gone into a different mindset I might have been like okay this movie's gonna be really 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 damn weird but I'm gonna try to enjoy the, the art house aspect of it but it was just so so far out there and I was so not not at all braced for it I expected like a light breezy like 90 minute cool like fighting mm-hmm. atmospheric kind of like drive but in yeah. but in Thailand and you know not that I wanted a rehash of the same old thing but I kind of I, I loved what he did with that movie and I wanted to see him take it and just kind of roll it over into another setting with a different character with a different background with different music and just kind of transplant that and uh, it obviously wasn't that at all and I and I have a hard time grading it etc critiquing it based on what it was versus my expectations because for someone who likes that kind of movie i don't know who that person is but it, it might have been it might have been really good but like everybody in the theater we were seeing it with was kind of just like what the fuck? like nobody yeah. when it was over was like no Woo! let me uh defend david lynch for a second because even though you know by like, all means even though you don't like david lynch and i know our boy rick over here he, he <laughs> likes uh david lynch but um the thing is is david lynch creates a world where all these people live in this world. Even though it's a weird world, even though it's like a, you know, very strange, all those people, they live in there, they, act, they interact in there. This wasn't a world that I think was real. With pe- the way that people acted in Only God Forgives, the way they talked to each other, like, does any, like, it's a fighting movie, yeah? But, like, there was only one fight. And, like, like I, I have to, and then, and then the drug thing, you know, like you didn't see any of that kind of stuff. No. All you saw was people sitting around listening to karaoke. That's all you saw. <laughs> oh God, the karaoke <laughs> stuff I forgot. That's all you saw. <laughs> cops, a fucking bunch, a whole bunch of cops listening to karaoke. Where, the, where there's crime in Thailand, you know, like don't yeah, listen to this karaoke. Is <laughs> and they're committing half of it apparently, like you know, and all the cops they're uh, going around. It's like, like, can you believe that these cops are like allowing? 
people to get murdered? Like, come on. In it's Thailand, like, actually, yeah. In Thailand, they don't have any rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been there. Rick is the only one, I think, who's been to Thailand. Do oh, they man. have rules in Thailand, Rick? <laughs> hey, Rick, did you get your arm cut off by a cop in Thailand? <laughs> No. Okay. Rick still has both his Well, arms. then you haven't atoned for your sins. See, Rick, Rick <laughs> saw the movie with us, and he's actually been to Thailand, and he just didn't give a shit enough to even, yeah. like, doesn't even want to participate. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much he hated it. It's just, um, <sighs> it's just not, it's not... I don't even uh, think the movie sought to depict Thailand. Yeah, I... No. I which, which is weird, because in, in, on his AMA, Refn was like, Thailand is absolutely a character, because somebody said, why, <laughs> why did you choose... Why did you choose to set it in Thailand? He yeah. goes, well, I love... He goes, I just... We just thought about it. He goes, and I was like, I want to make Thailand a character and just soak the movie in Thailand. Here's Rick. A wild Rick has suddenly appeared. <laughs> just a David Lynch robot. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost like a reference to Blue Velvet making suburbia character. Yeah. But, but really, I mean, really... Do you have more you want to say really quickly? Yeah. Just, come on, Rick. Just, just <laughs> a quick, quick summary of Close thoughts. Up. Of the movie? Just, uh, yeah, how you felt. There was a complete nothingness (laughs) filled with uncharacters and really no story, no action, other than hands getting locked off. And blatant references to Lynch, but really poorly done, Mm -hmm. with really no reason for doing them. Yeah. So the whole thing, to me, felt very, like, I don't know. Contrived. It was was absolutely contrived. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard what we've been saying out here? Like, you've been listening at all? Yeah, I agree. Do you agree with anybody? I agree. I agree with it, all the negative aspects. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> everything that Tim hasn't said. But what, yeah, I, I like. I even thought about what you said. Yeah. And in theory, that's cool. But if I went back and watched the movie, I'd be completely miserable again. <laughs> no, see, but, yeah, anything yeah. that you can make sense out of the movie doesn't matter because the movie just doesn't. It's not. Um, the movie doesn't want you to make sense out no, of anything. No, it's just. Yeah. All right. That's it. I, yeah. It's a movie that, you, we, that we would no. never go back to again. Like, that's something that Nick said, yeah. which I agree with. It's like, I, I have no reason to Apparently, Nick again. wants to go back to it again, though, <laughs> after hearing Tim's thoughts. Gee, thanks, Tim. See, I'm, I'm just... I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm always... I mean, Tim always makes fun of me for liking Terrence Malick a lot. and like. But I like Terrence Malick. I just like to troll you. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But a lot of people, like, a lot of people argue, like, they, they, would, they would lump this movie and, like, a Malick movie into the same category, because they'd be like... Not much really happens. The characters don't do... A lot of people would say the characters don't do much, but that's not really true. His characters in the movies are characters. They yeah. do shit. They have motivation. And, but Malik definitely likes to, likes to roam a lot and just have really non-sequitur things or just bizarre imagery juxtaposed over other things. But at least there's like music in his movies. Yeah. <laughs> and no, like, yeah, and dialogue. Gosling in this movie does have a character arc. Like, it's not like he just floats through the movie the same way the whole time. He goes through. He comes to terms like he he's a complete. He is, he is a character. I like you saying he's pathetic. I, he's pathetic, the and then he at the end comes to see that he's pathetic. Sees his mom dead, goes and saves the kid, and then gets his arms chopped off to atone for his God sins damn, with his damn dance. It, you're like that's kind of his arc, though. And so I don't disagree. What sins? What I mean? What, oh, he killed his dad. What do you mean? Well, like, that was his one sin. That's why he went to Thailand. But the backstory was that he sold drugs, and there was a whole other thing with his brother. I mean, he basically... Wait, 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 wait. There's backstory in this movie? <laughs> Didn't you... I'm just kidding. It's, I'm it's just hinted kidding. at... It's in there. It's in there. It's being yeah. a dick. Apparently, I like being a dick today. Um, <laughs> but no, I... But no, man, he... Like, that's what I didn't like, is that they didn't go for it. It was like... 
like his mom thought he was such a dangerous person, and as soon as he got to Thailand, he becomes a pussy. I don't think. I think no, his mom knew he was a pussy. His brother was the dangerous. I think no. And that's who who killed his dad. Who killed their? She forced him to kill his dad. She forced story. Ryan Gosling. I think Gosling did. But But he never. Yeah. I think the her saying that he's such a dangerous guy to the cop was her trying to be like, leave me and go take care of him because you're gonna kill me. Yeah, I never did. Yeah. Trying to save herself. Yeah. Oh, but whatever. Clearly, it didn't work. <laughs> so well, cool plan. I'm so mm-hmm. damn glad. I thought I thought a couple days ago that Tim wasn't going to make it to see this one, or just wasn't interested. I'm so glad he did, Tim, because this <laughs> conversation would have been an fun conversation. <laughs> we would have been like, "That shit sucked. We all this, hate it." This would have been the sequel to Only God Forgives. <laughs> just a bunch of you us. see, Tim. You raise. This is why I like you, Tim, and guys, <laughs> and guys and guys like you that like the movies I don't really like. And we and we argue because you you back it you back it up and you at least point out things that are interesting like you've re- you've actually raised some pretty interesting points that I I'm not gonna go to the theater and see it again hell no yeah but uh you know one day maybe I, maybe I'll see it get out again and just kind of watch a few minutes and see if I feel differently knowing now because I'm a big believer in the second viewing the second viewing dictates a lot of how you how the movie actually is and how you actually feel about it I think comes with the second viewing and uh, it's like the second viewing of Christ. I'm <laughs> sorry. The Christ allegory in this movie. Um, not as much as in Man of Steel, but. Uh, <laughs> no, it's. Like I said, if I had known it was going to be this heavy in like that direction, I might have enjoyed it more. I don't think I would have liked it. I still would have been yeah. like, I don't like it, but I would have appreciated some of the bizarreness a little more. God, I wish Tim. I wish you were there. I wish you were there. I, I wish you were laughing. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah I thought he thought he thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I thought there was some black humor in it. I thought it was intentional black humor. So I, I it probably was. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know about Reffin though doing that on purpose though. I don't yeah, because Drive was dude. so not like that. Drive was so good. Yeah. Well, Tim never changes his mind. Yeah, he changes other men. Well, when I saw it got booted, after Earth D plus. But everything this is, is an opportunity. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about this yesterday. I think, I think people go to cans like this year. I'm just gonna boo it all. Like, there's like a card you fill out. Like, are you gonna boo for this movie or cheer this movie? And there's well, a no, column: boo all, was, cheer all. There was somebody that uh, wrote an article about that and how <laughs> a movie getting booed at can means that like five people booed in the theater. <laughs> oh yeah, and the press and then that's how it, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. And then, gotta be like a, there, there was a lot of crap about this one because uh, Gosling was busy shooting here in, in Detroit, so he didn't end up show, he didn't end up showing up at the uh, French were. At, at at Cannes, and everybody was kind of like, oh, you know, movie got booed. He didn't show up. Must be a horrible movie. Blah blah blah. And, and then, it turns out they were right. But said there were standing ovations as well. Yeah. Maybe that's like one or two people doing a standing. <laughs> <director. laughs> yeah, I was the director. Just blotting yeah. his own work. There's the producers. There's the producers. <laughs> the producers are trying to sell the movie, and they're like, "Oh, please, please believe this applause is genuine." Yeah. All right. Uh, letter grade. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't judge can. can. No, no. Nothing. They're silly. Yeah. Tim, I want to know how you compare this to. Anthony. Tim should go last. Okay. Tim's letter grade last. Gojo. Uh, <laughs> grade a by plus. Grade by association. I'm gonna. I'm what gonna, do you think the mean would be from? <laughs> uh, okay, judging by what uh, all you guys think of it, and then rounding it off, and then looking at Thanos the Mad Titan, an action figure I just bought, and he's so mad right check, now. Check our Instagram for a picture. I would say I give this about like a twenty percent <laughs> because Thanos looks so mad right now. 
and he probably just got out of the theater seeing only God forgives because Thanos the Mad Titan does not forgive he just kills so 20 what the hell did I just even say I don't even know god I have like a fever right now I'm going with a D straight D <laughs> Get that straight D, girl. <laughs> yeah. I think based on some of the music being good, me liking a, a few of the shots, some of the production stuff, I'll, I'll probably join you in the D camp as well. D range. I'll go D minus. Last thought, night, I, it was I, straight F. I thought, I, thought, I thought it was very pretty. Um, I think from a technical aspect, it's, it's there's a lot of really cool stuff to look at but I almost would say that it's still not worth even watching to like get to that no no no, no. there's way more movies that do it better. yeah so and have story um Lake Drive D, D minus is pretty pretty good Tim A minus I've been thinking about that all day yeah I'm gonna give it a minus because yeah I agree but an A minus but an A minus <laughs> but with huge reservations like if you're listening to this it's like oh Tim knows what he's talking about first of all don't <laughs> don't say that and then second um know what you're getting into and know that these guys like totally are right too so like there's no like this is a very odd Tim I'd like to thank you for your last episode on the podcast <laughs> no, no just accept your resignation <laughs> good luck out all there. right I think that's we'll wrap it up here. No, you know we like I said last night that we walked away. I said we we needed one of these. I needed one of these because I was on like an insane, like this movie gets an A streak. You didn't want to give RIP DNA. I gave uh, <laughs> no, but <laughs> the you know I, there were way too many movies that I didn't have a whole lot critically to say about. It wasn't it wasn't exercising the muscles at all. I was just yeah. having fun watching it, which is great. Like that's part of the reason movies exist. But I think that. I, I was looking forward to having one where we'd have an actual kind of discussion about it and, and argue back and forth the merits yeah. of it. So I think that I wish there were more polarizing, polarizing movies that we saw, and I think this was a good one to see this week because we usually go for like the AAA fair that most people are going to want to listen to or whatever. Yeah. I think once in a while it's good to find the one that's off. I think we do a good way, job way back. of touching. Way, that's way true. back. Be, place Beyond the Pines, you know. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, it, this was a good, actually a pretty good one to do. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I do think it would have been cool to see The Conjuring. I, I was pretty intrigued to see because I've been reading some pretty disparate views on that one, yeah. and I have weird reservation. I have weird feelings about James Wan. Plus, he's going to be taking over Fast and Furious now. Yeah. So. Guys, right. I really like Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that it's a great show. Go watch it. It's such a good theme song. It's the best theme song probably ever, for a TV show. Right up there with Greatest American Hero. <laughs> Which is a great theme song. If you you figured that out, never mind. I like Cheers. That's the last thing I'm going to say on this podcast. Thank you, Gojo. <laughs> um, feedback should go to feedback at midwestfilmers.com. We don't have anything to read today. I don't think so. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to reiterate uh, some very wise feedback that you guys got a few weeks ago about requesting a Ballistic X vs. Yes, Sever rewatch yes. <laughs> and retro review. It's in the retro review queue right now. So. Please tell me it's like number one or it's number right soldier. now. It's number oh, one and number two and number three. Um, <laughs> Twitter account at, at MFN Podcast. We've all got our own Twitter accounts linked to on MidwestFilmers.com. Go check it out. Uh, we have a Vine account and an Instagram account. Just search for us on there. Um, thanks to my brother and Mr. John for music and artwork for our podcast. Go review and rate us on iTunes. Maybe wait until you hear next week's episode. 
<laughs> no, this wasn't a bad one. It's <laughs> very comic heavy. Yeah, it was. It was, and a lot of speculation and lack of just a general good old fashioned waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Much like only God forgives. <laughs> Thank you, those of you who joined us from Cast of Kings. I'm sorry that you're unsubscribing as you listen to this right now. <laughs> oh my god. What are, we doing, what are we doing next week? Wolverine? Next week's the Wolverine. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. We'll see how that goes. Sorry. I'm hoping Willie will join us, but I don't know how it's how time he's gonna work out. We'll see. He should be back in the next week. We you have to you have to be on board for this one. Oh <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm so scared. You don't even know, guys. You don't even know. We'll see. We'll see. You know where to go, but up. No, that's not true. <laughs> oh, there's Ghost so Rider. It so is. Oh, there's Ghost Rider down. You could go. Anyway, uh, Kyle XY, go watch a movie. Cheers! Set. <laughs> um, what's going on? Do you guys mind if I blend real quick? If you what? If he blends. Just We're just talking about Only God Forgives. So. <laughs> we can talk about Only God Forgives and then you can blend over it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is our review of Only God Forgives. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> play like some elevator music during this segment of the podcast. The Between Two Friends theme song. No, no, the uh, the the song from Community that they that they always hum. Daybreak. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Well, I'm glad I'm glad you liked it, Tim. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah.